Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. The brief text we'll consider this morning is found in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the word of God. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who bids us go and make disciples of all the nations, dear friends in Christ, what do you think is the brightest light in the world? Well, if we're talking about a man-made light, that honor has been held since 1993 by the Luxor Skybeam. It is a spotlight radiating straight up from the apex of the pyramid-shaped Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. At 42 billion candle power, it is the brightest light, uh, man-made light in the world. They say that on a clear night, its beam can be seen from as far away as Los Angeles. There is a light even more powerful than that, of course, made by God. It is the light of the gospel. It's been shining ever since the first promise of a savior in the Garden of Eden. It's the only light that can save a person eternally. And it's a light that God has designated you to use. That is another reason why you are literally important to this world. Yes, the world needs you. It's a very corrupt world in which we live. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how God designates Christians to be salt in the world, to season and preserve it. But it's also a very dark world. And what a dark world needs, obviously, is light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Why does the world need you? Because the world needs light to attract and illuminate it. It's interesting that that powerful spotlight that radiates from the Luxor Hotel also has developed its own ecosystem. They say that hundreds of thousands of moths gather around that light every night and tens of thousands of bats come to eat the moths and then owls come to eat the bats. The pictures are pretty striking if you want to look them up sometime. Well, that's what light does. Light attracts. And Jesus says Christians are to be like a city set on a hill. In his most famous work, St. Augustine even called the Christian church the city of God. God designed believers like you and me to be conspicuous. He made us so that we would attract attention, not to ourselves, of course, but attract attention to the grace of our God. You want people to look at you and say, not what a wonderful person he is, but what a wonderful savior he has. That's the whole purpose of shining our light. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That they can see your faith in action 
and come to faith themselves. Light is conspicuous. It does attract, but it obviously does something else too, and that is it illuminates. Jesus said, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. This is a picture taken from lowly cottage life in the ancient Near East where most families lived, everybody in one big room. And in this room, there would be a stone projecting from above the hearth in the, in the common room on which a lamp was set, set up high so that that one light would give light to everybody who was in the room. And of course, that's what Christians are supposed to do. You're supposed to be a light. In some cases, you may be the only light. There may be some instances in which your actions, your speech, your behavior may be the only Bible your friends ever read. The world needs you, but it needs you to shine your light, not cover it up. Jesus points out the logical absurdity. Why would somebody light a lamp and then immediately hide it under a basket. It makes no sense why light it in the first place. But how often haven't you and I been guilty of hiding our light, of concealing the fact of our Christian faith, when we should have been putting it on a lampstand high up for everybody to see? So many people around us are wandering around in darkness and ignorance and hopelessness without the light. We withhold our light from them? Can we do that? One writer asked the pointed question, how will your neighbor see the light if yours is hidden? Will someone else show him the light? Let us repent of our sinful failures, our failure to hold up our light all the time like we should. Let's return to the source of all light. God had pity on you after all. He had pity on you sitting in your darkness and he sent the light into your heart. He refused to let you die in darkness and ignorance. John says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. God sent his son, Jesus, his innocent son, to the cross that first Good Friday. There on that cross, the light of his life flickered and went out. But it rose again on the third day with the resurrection shining bright and brilliant like the sun, never to be dimmed. With that glorious resurrection, Jesus sealed to you the light of his presence. And you live in that light now, not just today, not just tomorrow, not even just for the rest of your life. But you'll live in perfect light in the presence of Christ for all eternity in heaven. It was the Roman philosopher Pliny the Elder who once said, Sole et sale, nihil utilius. Nothing is more useful than light and salt. And how true that is. How soon our world would sink into oblivion if either of those two essential elements were withdrawn. And that's exactly why there's nothing in this world that the world needs more than Christians. A corrupt world needs Christians to season and preserve it. A dark world needs Christians to attract it and illuminate it. The world needs Christians 
The world needs you. Amen. This morning we sing stanzas one and four of hymn 294.